part two of wango and the wise old crow by grace and carl moon this librivox recording is in the public domain part two chogay of timber tangle section two chapter three sandy tells a tale long before the dawn of the following morning wango settled himself behind a thick clump of bushes a short distance from chogay's cave and waited about the time the first streaks of dawn lighted the east sandy followed by his escort of coyotes which by this time had grown to include about all of the coyote family trotted up through the sage below the flat rock and seated themselves in the clearing wongo who would see without being seen had decided not to show himself for in fact he did not care to have even a coyote know that mere curiosity had led him on the long night journey he looked all about him in the bushes and trees for caw but if the old crow had arrived he was too well hidden to be seen then he looked among the coyotes for old rip but he was not there had the little bear been in a position to see behind the rocks that stood above Chogay's cave he would have seen the wolf crouched behind one that stood above the little cave in which the old mountain sheep had been confined the sheep had been kept in this hole long enough to leave a strong scent behind him and rip had no difficulty in locating the right spot here thought he i will remain until my partner sandy gets chogay into the cave to hear the secret news and then a strong push will upset the flat rock that imprisons the sheep and the rest will be easy and satisfying the greedy old wolf licked his great chops as he thought of the juicy taste of fresh mutton and he could hardly wait for the time when the indian man-child would come out and invite sandy into the cave surely this would be a great day for rip and the fox as for the coyotes they were nothing and they knew enough to give their great cousin a wide berth until he permitted them to come and gnaw on the sheep bones that he might leave for them just as the sun peeped over the hills chogay came out of his cave and yawned as he stretched his arms over his head sandy who had never taken his eyes from the cave entrance since he arrived mistook the upraised arms for a signal for him to approach and he trotted boldly up to the flat rock a oh, good morning to you brother chogay i'm here to know what you would like to hear from the mouth of red eagle fox the hunter chogay who was never in very good humour before breakfast stared at his caller and then at the row of coyotes seated in the clearing below so you are the rascal who they say is a maker of lies we will have ears for your strange story when i've had food said joe gay as he returned to his cave this remark had the effect of a dash of cold water on the boastful little sandy and the row of grins that faced him from the escort below did not add to his comfort but he turned his back on them and waited as patiently as he could for the reappearance of chogay a few minutes later the indian boy came out and seating himself on the flat rock commanded the now timid sandy to tell his story about flying like an eagle to the top of skull top mountain although he had rehearsed the story again and again during his journey to the cave the little fox now told it in such a halting manner that chogay wongo and the coyotes were very certain that it was not true 
you would have us believe said choge that you flew through that i jumped into the air corrected sandy from the sage of the valley and did not light until i reached the highest cliff on skulltype mountain and while i was up there where no fox had ever been before a big rock rolled down and when rip my hunting partner heard it he ran in great fear up the valley shouting the mountain is falling the mountain is falling you have no wings and can jump but a little way said choge so it is plain to all that your words are not true then he called out to the coyotes below you have heard the words of the fox are they true no 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 they are lies came the replies then to the surprise of all present a loud yes they are true came from the top of the old juniper tree and caw flew down to a bush beside the flat rock at this the eyes of choge went wide in surprise and wongo the bear forgetting that he had been hiding raised up with a grunt of amazement both the indian boy and the little bear had known caw a long long time and neither had ever doubted his honesty wongo now that all knew he was there came forward a bit sheepishly but the others were too surprised at the crow's remark to consider him do you make a joke brother caw asked choge no replied the crow funniest part of sandy's story is that it is all true i think i must go now said the little fox who seemed to have been made very nervous by the unexpected appearance of the crow brother caw could i see you privately for a minute before i go no one shall leave until the matter is settled said choge as he rose to his feet our brother caw says the words of the fox are true let us hear why he says so you do not doubt the word of caw cried sandy desperately why should he tell let brother caw tell let him tell let him tell came the voices of the coyotes let us hear the proof brother caw added wongo our ears are waiting for the proof said choge as he folded his arms commandingly no word or act of the situation had escaped the old crow and he was enjoying himself more than he had for many a day clearing his croaking voice he began it was this way for our brother sandy did pass through the air just as he has said one evening i saw sandy and rip coming down through the sage valley on the other side of skulltop mountain i could see that they were tired and hungry and i said to myself i shall tell them where to find good hunting i flew over to a tree under which they would pass and as they came underneath it i called out to the fierce and the strong we too belong that's why we're fat and merry oh we're out for game that's strong or lame and we always get our quarry so give us meat that's good to eat or we'll fill you all with terror we're out to kill and that we will if it takes us two together then when they had stopped i said down the valley a little way are some nice fat rabbits and what is still better there are some nice big rabbit hawks circling around just above where they are hiding in the sage fine said sandy we can catch rabbits but how could we catch a hawk oh, that is easy said i for i have no use for hawks come along and i will show you when we had got almost to the sagebrush where i had seen the rabbits i said now sandy go and catch a fat rabbit but do not eat it 
rip growled at such instruction but i told him to wait and that if they followed my instructions they would have both hawk and rabbit then they both sat quiet while i told them what to do when you have killed a rabbit said i drag him to the edge of the sage and lay him down in the open near a sagebrush then crouch down beside the brush ready to spring in no time as you both know a hawk will see mr rabbit and make a dive for him rip can hide here in the jack oak bushes to wait for you and i will fly to the top of the tall pinion tree where i can signal to you when to jump when i see a hawk about to swoop down for the dead rabbit i will give a loud caw then jump for mr hawk and you'll have both hawk and rabbit fine fine said both of the hunters and it was not long before sandy who is really a wonderful hunter had a rabbit and laid it out beside a big sagebrush just as i had directed him to do then as i watched with great joy for the coming of a hawk there came a sudden black shadow from out of the blue sky above and i almost fell off the limb as i recognized old baldy the eagle swooping down on the rabbit i gave one loud scream to warn sandy but he mistook my scream for the signal to jump and a moment later the claws of baldy had closed on the hide of sandy instead of the rabbit and away he flew to his nest in the top of skulltop mountain i don't think that baldy knew that he had missed the rabbit and caught a fox until he let sandy fall beside his nest on the cliffs in the meantime old rip had eaten the rabbit and run up to the foot of the mountain to see if sandy would come back when sandy found himself free from the claws of the surprised baldy he ran behind a rock where the eagle could not reach him and as i flew up the mountain i could see old baldy scolding and screaming around the rock and the bushy tail of sandy sticking out from behind it baldy was too angry and excited to notice me and as it was my advice that had gotten sandy into his plight i flew along looking for help on a trail a short distance from baldy's nest i found old greyhead the bear and i asked him to go up and keep baldy away from the rock so that sandy could run for cover greyhead did as i told him and in the mix-up the old bear rolled the stone down the mountainside to scare baldy well the stone scared someone else more than it did baldy for as it rattled over the rocks and sand i saw old rip the wolf with his ears laid back and his tail between his legs dashing madly across the valley in a cloud of dust i had to fly like sixty to get near him i shouted to him to stop and that there was no danger but the louder i called the faster he ran i stopped when i saw it was no use trying to keep up and the last i saw of him he was running across the third valley and still going like the wind as Kaw ended his story and the loud laughter of wongo the coyotes and choge had died down the indian boy spoke brothers the words of our brother sandy are then true and though he did not tell us how he flew to the mountain top he made no lie as the laugh seemed to have turned on old rip instead of himself the little fox felt more at ease then suddenly remembering that he had important news for chogay he hastily arose and said brother chogay i had almost forgotten that i have very important news to tell you and it may mean life or death to many of us 
and he added nervously as he glanced up toward the rocks above the cave's entrance i must tell it to you alone can we go into your cave while i tell it yes spoke up caw who now saw what none of the others but sandy could see that rip lay hidden behind a certain rock on the hillside above let brother sandy tell his great news privately but let there be a witness no doubt wongo will do the rest of us will wait outside for it may be that strange things are about to happen it is agreed said cho gay addressing caw but why would you not be the witness i'm not used to caves replied the crow but wongo lives in one Ka's remarks decided Chogay to hear the news of the little fox, and he said, Come, Brother Wongo, and we will learn what Brother Sandy has to say. Scarcely had the three reached the back of the cave when there came the sound of a falling rock on the hillside above, and a moment later there arose a fearful noise of combat, of wolf howls, screeches, and the snarls of an angry cat. Then out of a tumbling mixture of cat and wolf, old rip scrambled to his feet and tore away like mad and a moment later disappeared in a cloud of dust on the trail below when chogay wongo and sandy ran out of the cave to learn the cause of the awful noise the angry but triumphant young bobcat was loping away up the mountain caw who alone knew what had happened was laughing so hard he was unable to answer at once the many eager questions that were asked but when he could speak he said brother rip has just had a little surprise party it seems that on his way to our gathering he must have accidentally upset the stone that stood over the entrance to the cave that housed your prisoner big paw the bobcat it may be that he mistook big paw for a sheep and jumped at him before he realized his mistake anyway it was a mistake for poor old rip for some reason he didn't even stop to explain and big paw has gone away mad and i fear he will not come back as they realized what had happened both wongo and chogay laughed and the coyotes who had gathered near took up the laughter in a hundred giggies of mirth but the meek smile on the face of sandy was made with an effort for he feared his next meeting with his old hunting partner would not be a pleasant one but the news the news exclaimed caw what is the news that brother sandy has told i didn't have time to tell it said sandy but now that that is i may as well tell it here he added lamely the news is that kilfang and his pack of fifty wolves are coming from the north to kill Chogay. Chapter 4. Killfang Startles Timber Tangle The news that Killfang and his pack were returning to the Black Hills was a startling surprise for all who gathered about Sandy, but they showed no fear, for all knew how to keep out of the way of the pack, and all had faith in the power of Chogay. Now they wanted to hear what he would say. Where do you get the news, and where is proof that it is true? Chogay asked. Yipki, the coyote, got the news secretly from one of the coyotes that live in the north. He told Rip, and Rip told me. They say that the pack will come through the north canyon when the moon is again full. Where is Yapki? asked Chogay, turning to the coyotes. Hunting, said Fearful, who led the clan while Yapki was away. He has said nothing to us about the coming of Kilfang, but he has said that before the moon was again full, we would all go over into the broad valley to the east, 
where there would soon be fine hunting that is proof enough for me said caw why is it proof asked Joge. yap Kee knows that with the coming of killfang all small animals will run to get out of the way of the pack and they will run eastward into the broad valley as that is the easiest way out i believe the news must be true said Choge, who placed great faith in the wisdom of his old friend caw is it good then that i brought the news to you asked sandy timidly it is good and all people of the black hills will be glad that you have brought me the news said Choge. not all said sandy for what will become of my brother that is kept shut up in the rocks this surprising question puzzled Choge, and he scarcely knew how to reply what do you say brothers he asked shall a thief who has twice stolen without cause be free before he has been punished kindness is greater than the law in this case said caw and sandy has shown kindness to us all by bringing this news it may be that the thief will be honest and steal no more free him advised wongo free him free him echoed the coyotes at this choge followed by sandy went up to the little cave of the imprisoned fox will you remember the law and steal no more if i set you free asked choge of his prisoner yes i steal no more was the reply as sandy and his brother trotted down the trail fearful and the remainder of his followers for most of them had slipped away one by one to tell the great news to their friends vanished into the sagebrush when choge had returned to the rock in front of the cave caw asked what will you do about the coming of killfang and his pack the moon will be full again in fewer than a dozen days oh, i shall kill him and all his pack said choge i will make many arrows and an extra bow and i will have food and water in my cave to last until the wolves are all dead i shall have big rocks at the door of my cave and i'll shoot through the rocks and cut with the knife all who try to enter all that might be very well said caw slowly and you might kill them all but killfang with a dozen followers and killfang with a pack of fifty wolves of the north are two different things why have a fight and kill and kill why should we let our old enemy return to our hills to scare all the game away why not have a little fun with him and give him such a scare that he and his pack will be glad to go back into the north and stay there that is easy to say but how could it be done asked choge wongo who was for the first time having his ever-present curiosity satisfied without asking questions looked confidently up to caw for he knew from past experience that the wise old crow never suggested a thing unless he himself had thought of a way in which it could be carried out well said caw my plan would be this you remember that this end of the north canyon where it opens into the valley is very narrow killfang will come through the canyon because it is the easiest way and the other end is wide and full of small game we will get a number of bears to help you and we can roll some big rocks down into the narrow space at this end until there will be left only a space where one of the wolf can pass through at a time that you can do to-morrow so that any fresh earth that is torn up will look old and dry when the pack comes 
nothing will scare wolves or coyotes like a big noise if they are not expecting it so we will make a big drum what is that asked chogay it's just the thing exclaimed wongo who remembered the drums used by the indian men when old grouch was captured we'll tell you what a drum is and how to make it replied Kaw up the valley a little way from here is a nice piece of a hollow log lying beside the trail oh, i remember it said mongo can you roll it down here this afternoon asked Kaw. yes easily replied the little bear then turning to choge Kaw continued you will have to kill a young buck which you will need for meat anyway for you must have a fresh skin and one large enough to supply a piece of hide for each end of the log when you kill the buck and wongo brings the log i will be there to tell you how to finish the drum when killfang and his pack come down the canyon he will be in the lead it will be moonlight for the pack will not travel in our country by day we will have all the bears and coyotes we can get hidden behind the big rocks that stand just this side of the narrow passage of the canyon and it is there you can be stationed with a drum we will let one of the biggest bears stand on the wall of the canyon just above the narrow passage with some big round rocks and after killfang and three or four of the pack have passed through into the valley the big bear can roll in enough rocks to fill the passage and separate the pack from their leader then we'll all let loose the big noise and chase mr killfang down the valley and over the mountains a pack without a leader is easily confused and the noise we make will scare them out of their skins it all sounds as if it could be done said joe gay i will hunt for a buck this afternoon and if you are here to-morrow we can make this thing that makes the noise i will be here replied Kaw, and as i also have much to do if this plan is carried out i will be going with this parting remark Kaw left his companions and flew away down the valley in search of old rip as he flew along he talked to himself if i can get the old rascal to do what i tell him to we'll have more fun than a cat fight first i'll find him some food and get him in a good humour i'll tell him that he'll be looked upon as a hero by all if he will join in my plan and he chuckled as he thought of it chapter five the rout of the wolf pack the days that followed were busy ones for kaw chogay and wongo even though they had plenty of help on the first night that the moon was full a silent gathering of bears crows coyotes and one wolf hid themselves behind the rocks at the mouth of the canyon and waited presently a crow who had been stationed far up in the canyon flew down to tell kaw that killfang and his pack were coming silently the old crow flew around among his helpers to give the final instructions then all waited it seemed hours before the pack were heard approaching the narrow passage at last old killfang with three of his largest followers trotted through the narrow pass then came a sharp caw followed by the tumbling of rocks that separated the leader from his pack there followed the most unearthly noise a wolf ever heard for a moment the great killfang and his three companions seemed uncertain what to do and too scared and confused to decide which way to run then with the booming of the drum the growls of running bears and yapping of coyotes there came a great snow-white wolf on whose back 
sat a black screeching object a combination fearful to see this was too much for Kilfang and his companions with howls of terror they fled down the valley in a panic followed by a yelping barking mob but even the fiercest pursuers could not keep up with them and soon Kilfang and his followers disappeared in the moonlight then the noisemakers ran up along the canyon rim to frighten the now leaderless pack but though the crows flew low and the coyotes ran fast no trace of the wolves could be seen they had vanished into the north to return no more when the noisemakers had all gathered again in the moonlight they chattered yapped and laughed over the scattering of Kilfang and his pack and over the fearful appearance of old rip whom Choge had skilfully painted with pipe clay. Their night's work had been a complete success, and all agreed that Ka's plan had been a great one, and that, with the powers of Choge and the wisdom of the old crow, they could now defeat all enemies who might attempt to disturb the happy state of the peaceful hills and the valleys of Timber Tangle. As the joyous company prepared to depart for their dens, caves, and nests, Caw flew up to the top of a nearby tree, and after stretching his wings and shaking the dust from his feathers, he sang, Where, oh where, is the great wolf clan that came to fight and kill? With cowardly hearts in fear they ran, I'll bet they're running still. And so with all who brag and boast and try to rule by fear, they're always scared and frightened most when no real danger's near so let us live by justice and kill only when there's need then there'll be peace in black hill land in place of fear and greed end of part two section two